This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girl. Come closer. I have something very special to tell you. You're the privilege, you're the prize, and you're the full package. Welcome to the Q Chat, a conversation amongst queens. Here at the Q Chat Podcast, our main platform is self-empowerment and to encourage everyone to go love yourself. Here at the Q Chat, we're your biggest fan. So have a moment, take a good listen, and join us for the Q Chat. Go queen. Appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kind of think of Welcome, friends, to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa, and I am here with the daughter of Lilith. Yay! Awesome. Awesome. Woohoo! So we are back. We are ready to climb up into your ear holes, as always. Um, Yes, the daughter of Lilith. What's the topic today? Today's topic is pornography and body image. Super excited. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I have like my notes somewhere. I got my pen. I got my paper. I'm like Same. ready. All Same. right. So it was um, not a pleasant thing to look into, I must say. No. Uh, basically because I realized personally, I don't know if you experienced it as well, how unaware I actually was of the entire pornification of everything. Like Yes. Even from, you know, looking at clothing ads and the angles that they use, they were actually inspired by Playboy. And I found that really distressing. There is tons. I mean, throughout not only this research, but other research I've done for other episodes, I've, I've seen things in advertising where, you know, again, because we're so desensitized to it, we're so used to seeing these kind of things. I think it was an ad, I mean, for Armani, was it? Watch Armani be like, we're going to fucking sue you. Um, yeah. You fucking better start changing your ads there. Um, or whether it be Dolce & Gabbana and a whole bunch of others, where it's very, their their imagery is very, um, dare I say, kind of rape culture-like. I mean, you oh, see yeah. some images where you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, it's only now that I started realizing 
it. And I'm just like, hold up. It's been in front of our eyes for how many years? And it's only now that it's just I'm, I'm grasping the fact that what I'm actually looking at. I think that what got to me, basically because I, you know, I, I teach, you know, images and media in in the area that I teach, let's just say, let's not give specifics. <laughs> but um, that the Dolce and Gabbana ads are very rapey and I've yeah. never liked them, but mm -hmm. they, they're like into that shock value. Mm -hmm. What really did concern me was I was reading, Naomi Wolf is a very controversial character. Like Naomi Wolf, I understand she has gotten into recent issues. She's very polarizing in the feminist uh, world. But her book, The Beauty Myth, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of value there that I, I hadn't really thought of. And it made me really uncomfortable at parts because there were moments where she's absolutely right. There is this extensive visual pornography that's subtle enough that it won't raise eyebrows, yes. but it's still sexual and you see it in ads for example like 12 year old girls modeling 13 14 year old girls yes. modeling yeah. um i've never had issues with younger females and i'm talking about females specifically i'll talk about males in a, in a second obviously because it affects them as well yeah um and i mean the lgbtqia community is also harmed in all of this process but yeah. it's just the idea i never thought that makeup was a bad thing for girls to play with, boys to play with, like it's just makeup. My problem is other people sexualizing it. But yeah. that is where I think, well, where does, how does pornography allow this to happen, but it's not their responsibility to educate us as to what is inappropriate. So that's where, I don't know, I'm very conflicted. The thing is, it's also that, yes, of course, like porn, it isn't their, their job, you know, to, to educate us or youth in that matter. But the mm -hmm. thing is that I feel that because there is a lack of sex education as a whole yeah. um, and people, I, I feel like it's a very touchy t subject for, for many parents. Um, like we said in, 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 in our last um, in our last episode, it's like never had that talk with my parents about sex. Um, had to learn about it myself, you know, and I feel like, and I'm not a parent, um, but I feel like a lot of parents have an issue. And so, and it was in one of the articles I actually read where, um, oh, I forgot the author's name, but anyway, of that art, specific article, I think it was in the Huffington Post, but she said, it is a topic that we need to start discussing um, yeah. with our children. And I just, I feel like a lot of parents are like, mm, uh, but no, it's like harmless because, well, certain parents may see, say that it's harmless because, um, well, it's a kind of rite of passage, you know, like what harm can come in, in watching, you know, porn. Um, we've all done it. You know, I mean, like we discussed, we, we, we started watching porn at a, quite a young age. Yeah. Um, and, and now kids are starting to watch it from as young as eight years old um, from one of the articles that I read also. And I'm just like, um, but I feel like it's also, it's one of those things of there is a lack of sexual education. And so it's not porn's job to do it, but you know, where are kids turning to, where are people turning to, you know, to get their sex education? Schools are not providing it. Rarely, rarely will you hear of a good like sexual education program, you know. 
and parents aren't discussing it either. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's in our faces everywhere, but it's like nobody is willing to actually discuss wh whose job, well, whose job it is, you know. My concern with this is that pornography, I think people assume that pornography is just going to Pornhub or all these sites um, for the sexual explicit material, right? And that's pornography. And they would be correct. That is exactly what we established in the previous um, episode, the definition of pornography yeah. and all of that. However, I do have to say, though, that Hollywood loves to exploit those sexual scenes. Mm -hmm. And you have an entire franchise that hypersexualizes teenagers. Yes. Um, you had it in Dawson's Creek. You had it in certain songs in the two, you know, growing up and from 2000 to 2000, you know, let's say eight. You had obviously Christina Aguilera with Dirty. You had Britney Spears playing that schoolgirl, sexy, ooh, I'm innocent, but I'm not that innocent. and. Until she it came out with dirty, and then you're just like, whoa, what the hell happened there? Complete. No, but that's what I mean. And it's like, well, genie in a bottle, it says you've got to yes. rub me the right way. Like, it was, we had little five-year-olds singing those songs. And the thing is, yes, the parents are the responsible parties there, but you also have a society and a community of a lot of kids who are latchkey kids. They're, they don't have a parent at home. They don't yeah. have grandparents who can explain that to them. Lucky few if you do. Um, but it's also very interesting how it influences us looking at pornography as females. Yeah, and obviously males as well. And then think, but I don't look like that. So does that mean that I am not fuckable? Does that mean that I am not worthy of affection? Does that mean that I'm not worthy of having a sexual encounter? And I think that that's where we spiral down into this idea that unless you are not Britney Spears or Kim Kardashian or, you know, all these bodacious babes, um, then you don't have a place in this narrative. And I think that that is my, my issue. That is where I'm like, let alone the sexual aspect. It's the idea of I don't look like that. Therefore, I am not entitled to be. Did you ever have that feeling, though, when you were watching porn, especially at, like, a young age? Did you ever have that feeling of, like, well, I don't look like that? You know, hence. It's a good question. I don't think I ever thought of it mm -hmm. towards me. Like, I don't think I ever – I compared myself to other females in other areas – but never in pornography, because I kind of understood that pornography was just this like thing, you know, what I mean? yeah, exactly. like it wasn't it wasn't real life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when when I started to get piercings and I started to get tattoos because I like them, not because I'm trying to project a certain image, yeah, yeah. Um, I started to get really self-conscious that because I like tattoos and because I like piercings, then men were going to think that I was, a, you know, considered a floozy, like what people would call them, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, that did happen a lot. It happened a lot. And it still kind of does when, yeah. you know, when people look at you and they're like, well, you have tattoos, so surely you must be wild. And it's like, 
made my idea of wild is going to bed at 8.30. So I really... <laughs> I get it. You know. I get it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely in bed by that time. So I mean, passed out by I'm like sorry. 10. So, yeah. yeah. Don't What's call me after a party. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm there, but I'm not entirely there. I mean, seriously, it's like 10:30. That's it. You can call me, but I don't know what I'm gonna be saying to you exactly because, well, guess yeah. what? <laughs> I'm already like half in this world, half in the next. So it's all, it's yep. all, you know. Yeah, but um, no, I totally get you. I totally get you. Um, How about you? Um. I don't think so because again, I wasn't watching. I mean, I think I was watching porn out of, especially at that young age, it was more out of curiosity. Exactly. Um, yeah. It was, so I wasn't in that comparison. It's basically like you. I might have compared myself to others, but in other areas of of life, not in this in this porn um, kind of way. Um, I know. I definitely didn't compare myself to, to, to those women, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm, well, comparison in general, there's something wrong, but in the sense of, I never compared myself to, to the women that I would see in porn. Um, mm -hmm. It just wasn't really, I think though, it was other aspects that were kind of like, oh, so this is what men must like, you know, kind of thing. I would see it like that, not in the sense of body image itself, but just in what they were doing in porn, you know, especially towards your teenage or late or in your 20s and whatnot. I was like, oh, so they want you to be like loud or they want you to not specifically the sense of this is the type of body that they're into, you know. My, the thing that, you know, obviously it's worth mentioning because we were playing with this idea in the in the introduction of our, you know, pornography episodes is the fact that the porn that we had access to is not the porn in any way, shape or form that we have access to now. No, of course I not. think that had I had access to amateur porn and you know, those like attempts of making pornography a little bit more realistic, because mm -hmm. it was like, it was staged. Like, you know, you sure. could see sometimes like the microphones <laughs> be like, oh, cool. Like, it's, just, it's an orgy with a microphone in the middle. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's real. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's people out there that do it and I'm not judging, but it's just one of those things that's like, nope. But now it's, you can literally grab your phone and like you said, you become a porn star. And that, that would, I think that would have fucked me up. That, yeah. I think that would have really messed me up. I think it's also the, the time was completely different. For example, sex tapes. Mm -hmm. They rarely existed. I mean, okay, there was the famous, like, sex tape of, like, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee that came out, like, in the late yeah. 90s. But that was it. But then, like, in, in, in 2000s, in the 2000, 2006 or 2005, whatever, there was Paris Hilton, there was Kim Kardashian, and it kind of, like, blew up, you know. And, and there's this thing of, like, oh, so if I have a sex tape, that means that I become famous, too, kind of thing. Exactly. And I think that that's where Hollywood comes in and it affects it as well because tommy lee to be honest with you i remember that pamela anderson and tommy lee yeah. pamela anderson was a playboy a playmate and uh tommy lee was you know a raunchy rock star so of course you would associate it with 
the raunchy and grimy and gnarly kind of shit. And you'd be like, yeah, of course, like that's not us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you started seeing, like you said, Paris. Yeah. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the, but then it took a really nasty turn and yeah. then it became revenge porn. And yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I'm not fucking cool with that. No, at all. Nope. Absolutely. Absolutely so. not. I'm looking at this. Um, Oh, I'm th look. I'm looking at this article by Psychology Today. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, about the women. Yeah, uh, the internet porn and body image one. Yeah. Um, and it said here, God, I found so much shit. But anyway, um, it said here a recent survey in Glamour showed that 97% of the young girls surveyed are critical of their bodies and have an average of 13 negative body thoughts each day. And they were saying also that this also contributes to the current epidemic of eating disorders among young girls. I had an issue with this article. It kind of tried to talk about pornography, but it really didn't talk about pornography. Yeah. It was about Photoshopping and the plasticity surrounding media. But when it got to pornography, there wasn't really, I think it just became this well, boys think that this is beauty and therefore boys want this. And I'm like, did you guys talk to boys about this? Like, well, I think that there's this discrepancy. There is that. Well, they did mention also that they were saying that, again, the body image, what we see um, in a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, we'll, we'll say like professional uh, porn actors, I'm not talking about amateur porn and stuff like that. We're talking about professionals here. Um, yeah. Where they, they did mention about, again, body image. I mean, you do have these girls that, or these women, excuse me. Well, these girls all, well, anyway. That's girls. A, that's, yeah, listen, I mean, there's the women and there's the girls. It's, yeah, depending on the porn that you're watching. Um, but again, um, you can say that the majority of the population does not have that certain body type that we do see in a lot of the porn. We do, we don't all have the perky tits. Not all of us like, you know, wax or shave or laser our um, pubic hair or hair. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. and this is what you see a lot of um, in porn is the perky boobs, big boobs, um, the no pubic hair, or if there is, there's a, maybe a landing strip. Um, yeah. In in a lot of uh, it, again, it depends on the category of porn which you're clicking onto. Um, but we can definitely say that the majority of what we see in porn, a lot of us don't have that body. We don't see the stretch marks. We don't see the cellulite. We don't see the body hair. We don't see any of these things that quote unquote society says are imperfections and flaws and shouldn't exist. You know, kind of thing. Um, exactly. Yeah. Don't see that much in porn. We don't. And I think one of the things, this is one of the things actually I started, well, now I laser. <laughs> um, and I don't care about people, what they do, in all honesty, with their body hair. If you have body hair, that's awesome. Right. Not, you know, um, to each their own. But that's when I started. I think it was my 20s, so about 17 years ago. Um, I, yeah, I did see it in porn. And I was like, huh, they don't have any pubic hair. Um, they had, like, the landing strip. And I was like, well, I'm going to start doing that too. And that's where I did. Really? And I started actually um, waxing. It was at the time I used to wax. Um, and I started waxing myself. I wouldn't use a razor down there because, oh my God. Um, but um, what you call it. Yeah. And I started waxing um, and completely took everything off. Uh, now I laser. 
God, that's an experience. But anyway, and um, but yeah, like that's that's one of the I re actually remember I started doing that because of porn. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, I started doing that um, because I was like, well, I don't see anybody else having pubic sideburns or, you know, yeah, yeah. That. and I was just like, I'm this mixed race child, <laughs> grown woman now. Yeah. And you know, we do, we yeah. have, we do have sideburns. We do have mustache. We do have, you know, some of us have a lot of hair. It, it comes with the territory, uh, pubic sideburns. I definitely have them or had them. I should say, um, I can talk about hair in other areas that I have and had or used to have. The thing is like, I think people forget that we're mammals and we will have hair even in places that we don't necessarily would appreciate having hair. Mm -hmm. um, no, I never, I cannot say that I, you know, that I wax because of porn. I think it was because it started when I was a swimmer and it was just more comfortable yeah. to not have, I mean, you look at swimmers yeah. and they don't have, any hair no. and it's supposed to help you slide easier in the water that's very true yeah um yeah and that's that that really honestly was the reason why i started and i continue mm -hmm. when i feel like it yeah. like if i forget i forget like it's like it's not like oh shit oh no listen I've <laughs> i gone, need to do this i've gone 11 months without like shaving waxing or anything on all my body and whatever like seriously it's not you know um now it's just a preference of mine i prefer not to and I get criticized a lot for it because they're like, well, Carissa, you're all into like your natural and this and that. And you have your, 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 you know, your hard gel nails and, you know, you go and laser. And I'm like, that's a preference. I, that's something I do for myself. It doesn't mean that if yeah. somebody else, you know, doesn't do it, that I'm going to judge them. It doesn't take away from the fact that I believe in natural. I mean, like, it's just the thing of this no. is my preference and this is what I like to do for myself. And that's something that, well, but that's the research that I was doing because I was interested in really how does body image reflect subconsciously through pornography. And Naomi mentions that a lot. And she's just like, we live in a pornified world. Like the makeup that they ask you to wear or the makeup that is catered to you, look at the sexual gestures that the women are making, yeah. the lips, like originally the red lipstick started as an incentive of enticing men, obviously because everybody's heteronormative in of this course. world. In this I, world mean, yes. for, I mean, nobody's really gay. Not uh, at all. Not Holy shit. Um, I'm being facetious, guys. Yeah. I, I'm very hyper aware that that is not true. <laughs> exactly. Um, but... It was because the mouth looks like a vagina, oh, yeah. like the opening of a vagina. Exactly. So it's to entice men. Yeah. Um, the oral sex, the, the dangers of having, you know, their their penis sucked and being marked by lipstick. And it's just kind of like, actually, I wear lipstick because I want to wear lipstick. Yeah. Not because I'm hoping that one guy will be like, please mark me. Um, that's not the point. <laughs> At all, <laughs> I was I in what, because they think that everything revolves around them. The so there's a group of men that think that you want to look good because somehow you want, hopefully, 
to get them excited. It's like, nah, dude, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's the, th oh my, it's, oh yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's, it's, I've had arguments with, with certain family members of mine also where they're just mm. like, why don't you do this? You know, or even exes of mine that are like, why don't you do this with your hair? It's like, excuse you. Excuse me. You don't, no. You don't have an opinion. I mean, you shouldn't. Do I tell you what the hell to do with any part of your body, whether it be your hair, your whatever? I don't. I don't because that is your body. Do you know what I mean? And it's the same thing, whether yeah. it's a family member, a, a romantic relationship or a platonic, whatever, friendship. You don't have the right to tell the person, well, maybe you should do this with your hair or this with your nails or this with your body hair because it'll make you look good for who? You know what I mean? Like. It's not that they look, but that's the thing that pisses me off, Carissa. It's not about you look good. It's you look fuckable. Mm -hmm. That is where they're going with it. You want to be fucked. But they're not, because but they're not aware have... of that kind of, you know what I mean? They're no, not aware that. But that's what I'm. Yeah. But that's exactly what I mean with pornography. And I'm sorry, but like movies like Twilight. I mean, do you want me to really analyze that for a second? It's a guy in his hundreds staring at a 17 year old girl like that is fucking creepy like when you think about it there's, like there's that, a, yes. yes there's a lot of issues with consensual sex there's a lot of issues with confusing a compliment with a demand mm -hmm. it's the whole thing of if you are not fuckable you do not get to say anything until you are and that i'm not okay with that and i think I don't think it's pornography's place to teach us that. But I also don't excuse them for promoting and exploiting a concept of the younger that you look, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something that plagues our society either way. Um, in the They're basically exploiting the way that society kind of thinks. This kind of very sexist way it kind of mm -hmm. it's it kind of led across into pornography so of course they're going to exploit it the way i'm not saying that everybody thinks like this we can't generalize but right you know, right you no know, it's it's one of those things of we live in a very sexist society for the past hundreds of years since advertising i mean advertising has been around in many different forms um mm -hmm. but in the sense of i would say in the last 100 100 and 10 years or so the way that even advertising that was like kind of geared towards women for you to look beautiful for again your husband for you to look eternally youthful um right everything was geared towards women very sexist like you know you want your husband to like be happy and fulfilled so you have to wear I don't know what, whatever it may be, or you have to be a certain size or you have to do that it's always you know kind of taking a jab at women um, advertising. And so if yeah. don't blame porn or pornography, um, for kind of taking advantage of that, because this is the society that we we live in. Um, so of course they're going to take advantage of it. And it's a multi-billion dollar industry, such, and also whatever industry we're looking at, it's multi-billion dollar, you know, multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. The thing, I, there's two issues that I have. Number one, the, the incredible fat phobia that people have. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you are, it's not even like if you are morbidly obese, it's like, if you have 10 kilos over, not attractive, like you're not fuckable, but then you see all these dudes in pornography that are disgusting looking yeah. like 
I'm not even going yeah. to go into detail, but you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That really old guy with a really big fucking belly and he is entitled to tell a girl that she's not attractive. I'm like, hold up a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think that you now feel entitled to want women to look a certain way to please you. And this is where I want to kind of go into the men issue that we have these days, yeah. which is now men are starting to experience that body anxiety yes. because you have actors looking like they've got a fucking like 12 pack, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like they look oily and like they just, you know, were chiseled by the gods. Yes. Yes. And now they're starting to feel, oh shit, like my body doesn't look like that either. And it's like, but that doesn't mean that you're not attractive. Like, again, it's one of those things that how do we talk to the youth or the younger generations, even men our age, yeah. you know, like how do we even begin to explain that that is not all of it. You don't have to look like, I don't know, insert hot actor here or actress here mm -hmm. um, to be attractive. attractive. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's society, you know, it's, it's, the amount of anxiety, and I there was a percentage, and I have to look for it, but there was a percentage of, of men who have, who experience also relationship anxiety mm -hmm. you know, from what they see, again, through porn. Um, and yes, they have, they just, they, they're feeling the pressure to look a certain way. It's difficult it's difficult to have a conversation with people who don't realize that they're thinking like this, you know, that yeah. they don't have an issue, that they think that this is normal, you know. Yeah, very, that's a good point. It's very difficult to approach someone who is sexist, um, has a certain um, idea of the perfect body has to be the 12, I don't know, whatever, the 12 pack, you look like a Greek god or whatever, you know. Um, exactly. And exactly. the thing is that they don't see an issue with the way they think, oh, my woman has to have a flat belly and the perfect like bum and the perfect like, you try to like say to them, that's unrealistic, that's unhealthy, that's not really yeah, that's just unhealthy, an unhealthy expectation for you to have for yourself and for another person. But the thing is, you try to, it, it's really difficult to kind of, they, they kind of put up this wall and they're like, well, I'm right in my thinking. And it's like, no, dude, they're not. They can't, yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's a lot of men, but I mean, women too, but I mean, in the sense of. No, but, but that's what I was going to say is like, women need to be held accountable yeah. as well, because I'm sorry. And I will be the first one to say it. And I know that I'm going to get so much fucking hate because of what I'm about to say. And I don't care. But there is a branch of feminism that is just as dictatorial as to what you should do with your body and you shouldn't do. It's the same women that tell you you wear makeup to please men. You shave or wax or laser because you want to please men. You have been pornified. You have internalized misogyny. Um, no, like, I'm sorry. I'm sure that that happens in some cases, but I'm pretty sure that I'm making these decisions for me and not for anyone yeah. else. And that's the thing. It's like, 
there is an extreme reaction to this and it's understandable. There has to be like a pendulum of arguments and I get it, but um, I am not okay with anyone becoming propaganda Mm -hmm. for one ideology or the other. Like I am more team do whatever the fuck you want to do with your body. Yes. And with somebody else, as long as it's fucking consensual. And I mean, explicitly consensual, not like maybe it was, maybe it wasn't fuck that needs to be consensual i don't yeah. care i don't care yeah i'm going to say that when I'm, I'm 37 this year so i've i've um i've been guilty of thinking a certain way in the past um mm. thinking that you do have to look a certain way and um not only about myself but also in the opposite well for men, for example, um, you do you you did need to have the perfect thighs and the perfect this and the perfect that and it should be like that. And but I look at it, I look back at that and I, I cringe at the way I was. Mm-hmm. And then it started sinking in. My 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 way of thinking started changing when I was I actually became very aware and tired of how people wanted me to be. You need yeah. to be like this. You have to be like this. You need to look like this. And I was like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired. I'm I'm actually not this. And it's ti- it's tiring to keep up the lie in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's tiring to, um, I don't know, look a certain way and act a certain way and m- make you want or how would you say, uh, wanting to be desirable all the time. It was just tiring. I was like, that's not me. That's going against what I'm really feeling at this point is fuck that. Fuck, I'm tired of being yeah. judged by the way I look. I'm tired of being. And so then I was like, my thinking started changing. And I'm like, if I'm fucking tired, why the fuck am I doing that to someone else? Why am I judging somebody for their body? Why am I judging, you know, and the thinking started to change. And I was like, I don't know that person's story. That person doesn't know me. I cannot judge them. They can keep judging me, but I can't judge them. I don't know their story. I don't know what the hell happened to them. I don't know what, you know, what issues or underlying issues they have. I can't judge anymore. Do you know what I mean? I just think that like the shittiest thing is, and and this is what I have with, with pornography is also you don't, have multi-dimensional characters you have one dimensional function and that's it and and again like touching on certain things that we mentioned in the last episode there are certain things in pornography and i was watching i wasn't watching porn for pleasure (laughs) the other day i was watching it for this reason for body image i don't know man like i got so uncomfortable me personally when i could see that the girl was not enjoying it Mm -mm -mm. Do you you know that? Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. 
Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Blank look where you're like, she's not into it. Like, this is just a paycheck for her. Um, I don't know the terms. Um, and we'll be talking about that in our next episode. And it's going to be gnarly because that's going to be rough. Um, but my issue is, like you said, you, you're tired, right? And I think we all are. And I can't imagine what 16, 17, 18, 22 year olds are feeling right now with this bombardment of social media. Like you need to have the perfect lighting. You need to have the perfect angle. You need to have the perfect clothes. You need to have the perfect size. You need to, you know, and then when you have the movement of body positivity, it went to the other extreme where it's like, if you cannot stand up and hold your weight, because you're too big or too small, because there was also the heroin chicness that was happening. um, Something's not right. Like something isn't okay. Whatever happened to normal, healthy bodies? That's it. Like, whatever happened to that? And in Mexico, the beauty standard is really weird, because the beauty standard in the upper middle class, and you probably remember this, is you have to look a certain yes. way. Yeah. You have to be a certain yeah. size. Um, and I think genuinely, this is my confession. I genuinely think that that is why I started getting tattoos because I know I knew it was going to piss off everyone in that category. Because when you are in a certain social strata, like stratosphere, yeah. You're expected to behave a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, date certain people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck you all. Look at my septum piercing. Look at my tattoo. Look at my tongue piercing. Look at this. Look at that. Like shit that I love. (laughs) But I I mean, I'm happy that I loved it because otherwise I would be like, fuck, how am I going to cover this shit? (laughs) But it was. Honestly, it was a way to claim my body back as well. And being like, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And I, I mean, obviously it was a conscious decision, but at the same time, it was also a big, well, fuck you guys. It was also at the time when we started getting tattoos, it wasn't like this whole thing of, it, it wasn't a trend. It wasn't a fashion. It wasn't in fashion, like getting yeah. you know, uh, nose piercings, septum piercings, um, lip piercings, yeah. eyebrow piercings, whatever kind of piercing. It wasn't in fact, tattoos also were and. To tell you the truth, people and of a certain generation also, um, they kind of yeah. looked at us with these tattoos and these piercings, and they would, like you said, would immediately think that we're floozies, um, that we're easy, um, that you know, uh-huh. like that we're these dirty, you know. Uh, no, we were dirty. That's it. Like that was yeah, it. that we're, we're, we must be on drugs because we have like, you know, and it's just like, whoa. And now, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, and now because you, I mean, every other person you come across, they have a tattoo, either it's showing or it's not showing, you know, but they have it, you know, whereas before you would have to, you know, it was very rare that you would come across, you know, people that had, well, except us, <laughs> that had tattoos, Right, but that, but then the, the association of the body image with pornography was there. It was immediate. It's like they're yeah. dirty. Yeah, they're, they must be low class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
all all these like assumptions and you're like actually no nope. <laughs> like it's no. a reference this is what we like we like this we enjoy yeah this. We, it's not to follow a trend or whatever that disappears or changes in 10 years, whatever. This is what we, yeah. our body is our body. It is our blank canvas. And if we choose to fill it, we do. We don't judge those who don't do it, but we do. I mean, you know, so why judge this kind of thing? It's also the thing of if you look at porn from, again, the 90s, you wouldn't see one actor or actress who had tattoos, yes. you wouldn't see that. Exactly. It was like no tattoos, no piercings, no nothing. And now you see more of these actors, uh, porn, uh, porn actors and actresses who have tattoos and who have piercings because before it was a kind of, it would kind of be in a, in a different category. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would yes. just be like, it was so rare that it had its own kind of. Well, I mean, up to like 2006, when I was in college, we had Suicide Girls. Mm, yeah, Suicide Girls was like the the thing for college students because you have tattoos. You're the alternative beauty. So you had the pink yeah. hair, you had the purple hair, you had the tattoos. You liked the Ramones. You liked yeah. all the you know things that girls apparently were not supposed to like, and it became an from what I understood at the end of the peak of suicide girls is that it became quite an abusive site like it became quite an abusive company towards the girls and very exploitative that's the last thing that i that i heard about it i don't know if they've changed i don't know if they have modified things but it was huge and it was acceptable because you looked already like an outsider so therefore you must like bdsm therefore you must like pornography therefore you must but it's also that Engage in all these actually things. that that the, the girl like when you see the the porn where again it started where girls start or well mostly yes girls started having more and more tattoos it would be extremely rough um the porn was a bit more violent um very you know, yeah exactly it was more violent exactly. it was more i mean it was it i mean cons- i seriously the whole thing of you know what am i watching like we said in our last episode what the hell am I watching? Is this consensual? It feels, it doesn't feel right kind of thing, but that's what, you know, and it's kind of like what people associated with. Also, you have to that yeah. means you like it rough, you know? And it's like, what? And that's the thing. And if you, but, ah, um, funny that you mentioned this because there is nothing more than I hate than someone being entitled to invade your space, be it via email, message, physically, mentally, emotionally, because there is still this fucking stigma uh-huh. that if women open their mouths about Watch sex, out. oh, they they must they must want me to share these with them, or they must want me to, you know, talk to them about sexual experiences and it's like you've just fucking crossed the line and what's worse is that you call yourself an ally i never asked you to talk to me about sex i've never asked you to send me images i am not giving you permission to invade my space just because i am open about this topic exactly yes it's consent you need to ask for consent and you it's it's okay to start the conversation with, 
look, do, do you feel comfortable talking about this or not? Because it's okay if you're not, let's not. And one thing is talking about sexuality in the context of literature. One thing is talking about sexuality in the context of image. One thing is talking about sexuality in personal context. You cannot assume that the person is comfortable. Like you can't. That defeats the entire purpose. Like one of the videos I made when people made when people just jump to conclusions and make assumptions. There's nothing that rattles me more than that. How many people? And you know, and this is a thing. I've noticed it's not only men. It's not only men. Uh-uh. I actually have had a few that have slipped into my DMs. And again, it's it's not even to the point of unsolicited sexual messages where immediately, yeah. uh, I mean, I've received some messages where you're like, what the fuck? Um, immediately block. For me, I'm just like, fuck you. What the fuck? I'm not going to even start arguing with you. But I've had women also with the unsolicited pictures that they send me. And I'm thinking, hold up. Did I ask? Didn't ask, Didn't you, for ask this. you for it. I don't care. I don't care what you identify yourself as at this point you did not ask me i did not consent i did not give you a physical yes i would like you to send me pictures of your body parts genitalia i don't i didn't ask you for you to make me a part of your fantasy do you know what i mean your fantasy a hundred how many times have i told people like they just slip into the dms and they're like i would like to do this and this to you hold up Number one, that is your fantasy. And I did not say that it's okay for you to share that fantasy with me, even though I'm, you know, the root of your fantasy. That's that's your, oh, that's, that's on you. You keep that to yourself. Yeah, but I still see you in stiletto. None of my business what you see me in, because I'm not in that. That is not my rule. That's, that's what you, that's something else. But it's the... But it's the context of pornifying everything. In this. And again, I'm not demonizing pornography because I do... At the core of things, I do believe that pornography serves a purpose in society. Like, I do. And I'm not blaming it. Um, But that doesn't mean that I'm not critical of it. And I am also very critical of the society that we live in. Because you should never slip into somebody's DM just because you feel entitled to start talking about shit that nobody asked you about. Full stop. Like, that is it. And why do you have to put me or you or anyone else in an uncomfortable position where now we have to make light of the situation, try to make a joke, try to get out of the conversation because not only are we exhausted with fighting every fucking day. And again, and and I know that there's going to be dudes listening to this going, they're so entitled. Like what do they want them? Like, do they want us to hit on them? Absolutely not. You guys feel entitled actually, whether it be a, you guys feel entitled because I use that term I mean guys as not only just directed at men but also at women too people in general general, um, you feel entitled to slip into our DMs because we have we're transparent about certain things Um, we can openly Mm -hmm. about certain things does not fucking it doesn't give you the right to invade my space like that because I don't slip into your DMs making any kind of sexual reference making because yeah. what the fuck seriously who number nothing nothing <laughs> pisses me off more and actually I saw in this Huff, Huffington Post article 
um, there was at the bottom of the article, there was actually a video. Thank God I watched it. It was about consent, but also about yeah. number one. And it was, it was talking about a consent education. And I was like, I, genius and i don't know why we don't have it i was like fuck yes consent education is needed um it was i was just like never received that education never never in my life i've ever received that education you know what i mean that concept of consent it's like we we didn't didn't 20 years ago there wasn't that you know or, or even Pretty, yeah. forget it like even before that forget it didn't exist but in the sense of it's like as if it's like novelty but really now we're giving it well the word has always existed but now we're giving it more of a there's the word consent and it's really like you know um I wish I had had that during college for two reasons number one for me to defend myself when things didn't feel right um and others, and I mentioned this very openly because I still feel wicked bad about it. I wish somebody would have said to me, some people might not feel comfortable with what you're saying. Like you need to give them time and you need to give them their space and you need to respect that. Did I ever physically try anything with anyone forcefully? No, No. No. like, no. no. Um, And if I ever made anybody feel uncomfortable, I am fucking deeply apologetic and I know better now but I think that it has taken a gnarly turn in recent years where the word consent is now it was dirty for a while like people were like what a prude like consent like do you want to have sex with me yes or no and it's just like sexuality is more complex than that guys and I think that pornography kind of takes that away in a sense that everybody's automatically either coercive, like you can convince someone Ooh, to have like sex with thing, you, yes. yeah. or mm-hmm. the no is negotiable, especially if it's a girl. Um, and it, there's never that moment of a consensual agreement. It's just kind of like, it just happens. And that's not sex. Like that is not really how it goes. There's a little bit more complexity behind it. Um, and, and that's, I think, where pornography is trying to make a move towards that. We do have a lot more female yes. directors yeah. now in pornography than, you know, 20 yeah, yeah, years ago. Yeah. And it's great. Um, and there is, I don't want to say classy pornography, but yeah. there is female-friendly yeah, there is. pornography. Yeah. And I think it's great. But it's taken a really fucking long time. I mean, we do have more, like you said, female directors, there is more female friendly porn. The thing is that, again, it's still um, the the porn industry is still very much male dominated. Do you know what I mean? mean, It's just completely I mean, you really have to search for the female friendly. Do you know what I mean? It's more that you will come across. I don't know what the hell there is. I haven't watched porn in a while, but I think it's been a few months. But, yeah, you know, yeah. like, there, it's just, it's one of those things of, there's still, it's still oversaturated with, um, with uh, it, it's just an oversaturated market with, with male directors. It's just the male perspective. Again, it's just, it's, it's, it's still very male dominated. And it's super repetitive yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, the typical body type, the typical tattoos, because that, you see that, typical yeah. age group, and they're usually yes. white. And again, 
there is no representation of why is there no, you know, I'm going to use a, I don't know if this is politically correct or not, guys. So I do apologize for it. But why don't I see people with yeah. disabilities? Why don't I see, you know, more normal yeah. bodies? Why is it that, you know, we are still into this like youthful, you need to look perpetually 23 when the guys look like they're about to drop dead because they're 85. Like, it's just one of those things that I'm like, mm, I believe in fairness. Yeah. Like if she's hot, get him a hot guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, cause it perpetuates that idea of entitlement because no matter what you look like as a female or male, in the sense that if you are a beautiful woman, you get treated differently. It's and it's, it's true. true. It has been proven true. that. Very true. Yeah. Physically beautiful people of are course. treated better. Beauty privilege. But beauty dudes, privilege. Yeah. Yeah. But but dudes who look average mm -hmm. at best feel like they are king shit. And you're like, you're you're not even but remotely. That's what they're taught, isn't it? If you are a man, male privilege, if you are a man, you are dominant, you are aggressive. You are not in touch with your feelings. You do not need to ask for permission for anything. You can take whatever you want. This is what they're taught from a very yeah. young age. And us, you know, women are kind of taught to accept that, you know. And it's one of those things of, like, we're not taught. Because a woman who um, is ambitious is immediately called a bitch. A man that's ambitious is not going to be Bitch. Oh God. It's a manly thing to do. A woman, how dare you be ambitious? How dare you have goals? How dare you have dreams? They immediately say, no, 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 that's not right. You can't. I, I, would, bring it, I would bring it back to yeah. pornography just to simplify the issue, which is how dare you, a female, demand yes. pleasure? Because that's the thing. Female orgasms are very different than male orgasms. Number one. And number two, the idea that female pleasure is so taboo, like the, it's still an issue for people. Like It's acceptable for men to like jerk off, but for a woman to get off, it's like, <gasps> how dare you speak about female masturbation? Like, how dare you get pleasure? It's like, I don't need a man. It's not even, but that's the thing. It's not about how dare you get pleasure. It's how dare you get pleasure a without yes. a phallus. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. And it does link with body image because that negates your right of appetite, of a sexual appetite. And I think that if there's any ladies out there who are listening to us and have never, you know, masturbated, yeah. do it. Do yourself a favor and discover what you like yes. because it's going to be a lot easier for you to tell a future partner, I fucking hate this, but I well, really like The thing is, like it's this. also like having because again, it's one of those things of sometimes people don't feel comfortable discussing that with their their sexual partner, you know, and so mm -hmm. because they just don't want to be verbal about it, so they just go along with whatever is happening. Again, it's like kind of keep your mouth shut and accept what's being done to you. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of because again, you're as a woman, you're more in touch with your feelings. You say to yourself. Um, I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings by saying that he or she or whatever, he or she, whatever, you know, um, like mm. is doing, is not giving me pleasure. I don't think I have the right, not, I'm not saying this as me, but you know how certain people might think of, I don't have the right to say that this person is not making me feel good. You know, it's like having that fear to express 
um, what you like and what you don't like. Because yeah. like you feel like this open well, conversation can't be had, again, depending on the situation. Hopefully, you can have an open, honest conversation with your your, your sexual partner. Um, but if it's a one-night stand, very rare are you going to actually say to that person, don't do this, I don't like this, do this to me. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's that thing of a lot of people just don't feel comfortable voicing their likes and dislikes in regards to sexual pleasure. But I have to say, there's a couple of things. So like Margaret Atwood yeah. said it really well, like, you know, men are afraid of being laughed yes. at by women. Women are afraid of being killed yeah. by men. And that is really, really, honestly, I think, and if people think that that's no, an exaggeration, it, look exactly. at the femicide numbers. It's not an like, exaggeration. Just look at, at the rates of violence towards women. But anyway, um, and that that is something that we're going to be talking yeah. in the next episode. My my thing here with all of this is I just want people to realize how the dots connect. From a very early age, we are conditioned that we serve yes. a gender, yeah. right? Because we are born with a chromosomal look. So if you are- Gender roles. Yes. Right, exactly. I don't think people realize how lucky they are to be born into a body that they actually accept and that it's actually a body that they feel like matches their, their mind and their feelings and all of that. I don't, I don't think people understand how difficult trans community members have it trying to find a, a place in this society. Yeah. So there's that aspect because in pornography, that's not represented. Like it's not that aspect of it let's face it even before colonialism took a hold there was no you know what i mean like there was in communities before all this you know coming in and massacring thousands and millions and enslaving mills i'm not gonna even get into it anyway but like they didn't have this thing of like you are a woman you are a man you know what i mean it was just very societies were not like that until colonizers came in but that's a whole different thing continue with what you're well but yeah but that's the thing it has to do with religion the, the reason why i mention this is because we have you know and it's just brief because maybe it's going off on a tangent but in mexico and oaxaca we have a community called the mushes i think that they're called mushes and they are basically men who believe they are women and i genuinely think that you can feel like you're the other gender like a hundred percent like your body doesn't sometimes match like nature makes feel. a mistake sometimes um, uh, you know what i mean like sometimes we are born like this but we're not that we don't feel like that we don't feel like that at all and that's fine right and i think that that goes with the rough body image expectations if you are a woman i expect you to have the big tits the big butt the tiny waist because you know it needs to be like an hourglass figure um you know, you you have to have dick sucking lips, you have to have this, you have to be hairless. And it's like, actually, the reality is you're going to get girls who have yep. acne, you're going to get girls yep. who have stretch marks, you're going to get girls with a boob yep. bigger than the other, you're going to get girls who are not that. And you're also going to get dudes with not exactly. a big penis. You're going to get dudes with saggier than yep. normal balls. You're going to get dudes with butt yeah. crack hair. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
are you going to look at them and be like, I'm not going to sleep but with that's, you? But the thing is that that's, but that's how some people are so shallow in that way that they yeah, are just like, exactly. no, whoa, no, you don't, you don't fit the, and I say this with air quotes, norm of having the chisel this, chisel that or whatever. No, I'm not going to fuck you. You are not fuckable in my eye. There are people like that and who say it out. Yeah, well, that's there are okay. people who, who, who think that and it's just like, ah. <sighs> That thing pisses, I just, ooh, oh. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and that is, I think that that's a really good place to leave this because it links mm. with violence. Because we're just giving you a heads up, audience. The next episode is dark. Um, it's pornography and violence. Is there a link? Um, is it something else? What is our role as viewers? Because if we are allowing it, passively by viewing it and not yep. complaining um then we have a situation Pornhub eight years ago had an, a sort of like thing that you could leave comments in the videos that you were watching I remember this because there was one that haunts me till this day didn't watch it I just looked at the comments because the one that had been voted up said she is clearly not enjoying this Pornhub should remove this this yeah. is violence. And what surprised me were all the replies of men going, she asked for it. She looks like, you know, every single whore enjoys it. And then the next comment, and I wrote it down because I remember it haunted me for the for, till now. And it said, stop complaining, you whiny bitch. All of you are whores deep down inside and you like it. And that really fucked me up. That really fucked me up. That is pre-consent, pre-me-too movement, pre all of this. Oh and I'm thinking, this is disgusting. Like, no, that's not okay at all, ever. Um, so we'll be talking more about that. I think that I do have to give credit to Pornhub in the sense that they have cleaned up quite nicely in certain areas. But um, it's still, but they're a business. Of course, and, uh, of course. Um, it's also with next episode, we can also like with with porn and violence, obviously talk about the kind of um, culture and where we live because Mexico, as well as Cyprus, is a very male, I mean, yes, US. I mean, we live in a very male dominated society um, in general, mm -hmm. but there are countries such as Cyprus and I swear to God, Come at you, uh, come at me for those that live in Cyprus to say that's not true because you damn well know it is true. But you know that actually how risky it is, and I don't think people get it, like how risky it is for us to actually mm. talk about this. Like why, like, do you know what I mean? Like why do you, and this is me being genuine, guys. Like if you want to look me up, you can find me as the daughter of Lilith. You're never going to see my name. Like you're never going to see my name. Hopefully the people who know my name will never say my name publicly because it's a threat. Like it is, you know, you talk about certain countries and you talk about certain cultural things and then people come at you and being like, who the fuck do you think you are I am to a talk about that? Of, and of, of this world and I have a right to my goddamn fucking exactly. opinion. We yeah. know that. They don't see but it that way. Oh yeah, for know. sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, already yeah, living in Cyprus. Oh, I'm not going to, we're going to talk about that. Like now I'm saying, oh my God. <laughs> no, seriously, living in Cyprus, people are be like, how dare you? Seriously? Fuck off. Fuck off. 
Probably this is why I'm such a fucking hermit I because I don't want to deal with 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 and it's not to like generalize. Of course, every country is, you know, has the good people. You know what I mean? Um, but um, there are there are people yeah. out there where I'm thinking and it's not to say that I'm above you or anything. I just look around me sometimes and I'm thinking the fuck is happening. What the fuck? I'd rather stay at home. Yeah. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out because of the fuckery and shenanigans I hear around me. And it just, I, you know, and sometimes, you know, there's always, they always say that there's a, a time and place for certain things. There are certain fights that you like can start. I mean, there are times where I've been very confrontational, uh, very confrontational with others. And then there's days where I'm just like, yeah. no, Carissa, like, don't say anything. Because again, uh, I am a woman. And it is dangerous sometimes. So I have to keep my mouth shut because I'm looking around and I'm thinking, mm, mm, I can't, I can't yeah. my mind because I'm going to seriously just, start something really bad where it would put me in a very dangerous position. So I'm just like, no, back away. And yeah, there's no point, you know? Of course. I think that the, I think that this is the place to, probably end the conversation yes. it was a bit of everything because body image tends to really trigger general comments it links to race it links to perspectives it links to everything but the one that i'm not really looking forward to but i'm glad we're doing is yeah. violence the topic of, of violence yeah. and um what we see in media Awesome, awesome. As always, it's a pleasure. Where can we find you? Give us your, your social media handles so people can go and follow. Oh, <laughs> I am the daughter of Lilith uh, at Miss Lily 2 in Twitter. And I am at, you know, the daughter of Lilith on Instagram. There it will be a YouTube channel. Um, and on Instagram, guys, if you are into the fake idea of what beauty is and like this is how it should be you're not gonna like my channel my channel is about if i'm in my pjs i'll be in my pjs if you want a little bit of energy reading i will do energy reading as well um and my rants obviously because i love to piss and raving people. especially done <laughs> in pajamas <laughs> it's the real it's the raw that's how we are in life real and raw and people are going to come at us and sliding into our dms and being like Ah, that's, yeah, no comment. But to be honest, can we just give a shout out to everyone very quickly before we go? Thank you so much for the support that we have gotten in this collaboration. It's been fantastic. Um, I have gotten amazing feedback from people that I don't even know. <laughs> they were just like, hey, we got we even more like listeners from uh, seriously, the countries. I was looking at the countries that started listening, and I'm like, yeah. Do I know people in these specific, because I'm always like that. I'm like, do I know someone who's in that specific country? And I'm like, actually, I don't. Holy shit, you know. So, I mean, we we definitely have more people listening to us um, in India and Pakistan, Turkey. Awesome. I mean, um, yeah, there's there's been, oh God, there's even more. Uh, Belgium, also Norway. I'm just like, holy shit, this is, this is awesome. And our last episode was the episode that got and received the most downloads and continues to do so. Um, so it's awesome that you guys enjoy Amazing. the content Amazing. that we're bringing to you. 
Um, I'll definitely be putting up um, the daughter of Lilith's um, handles throughout my social media accounts because I'm all over the place. <laughs> As I am also in life, that is how it is. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank I can't you so wait much. for the next episode. Thank you guys for it. listening. Can't Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, always a pleasure to have the daughter of Lilith on. I can't wait for part three of our collaboration. Pancakes! As always, Pancakes has to put her two cents in. You guys might know that she is the unofficial mascot of Beauty Unlocked podcast. With that being said, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Beauty Unlock the Podcast um, on Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram, Beauty Unlocked Podcast. And as always, don't forget, slip in or slide, slip and slide, I don't know, into our DMs. Um, if you have any questions or if you want us to answer any questions on the next episode, the next collab we have with the daughter of Lilith, please send us like messages. We appreciate those kind of messages. We don't appreciate the unsolicited genitalia pics. <laughs> um, so, and you can also send, um, send me an email, beautyunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, please check out Patreon. And we have two different tiers at the moment. I'll be adding some more. I'll be adding more content. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash beauty unlocked. So head on over and check out the tiers that we have and become a patron of the Patreon. With that being said, as always, I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely weekend. Stay safe. Remember to love each other, love yourselves, spread some of that sweet, sweet love, and you'll hear from me next week. Bye. Wow. can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.